Don't talk to my cat like that. Remember earlier when I made you fart pants? I don't remember that. You do remember that. Remember when you wore them and it didn't work? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. I'm Kevin. And sipping on booze. Yeah, we we got that part. You're <laughs> sipping on way more booze than I am tonight. Yeah. That that's not healthy. You need a detox after this. No. Yes, and not to mention you drank my drinks. Your drinks have a lot of flavor to them. I don't like the kind that you're drinking right now. I don't the like the raspberry lime. Oh, please don't 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 come near me. The, the, these are scary. These um truly hard seltzers. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, it just tastes... It, it, it hits you, but you don't... You're like, no, it's seltzer. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, usually Quarantine, stick to, we're fine. Usually <laughs> I stick to the one beer, but this one, I can actually... Yeah, that's why I, That's why you're not allowed to drink them. They're scary. They creep on you. You're creepy. Okay, so tonight we are quarantine traveling to Maine. Maine? The state Is of Is this Maine. your Maine state? No. I, my main state would be Massachusetts. Like, I want to mm. go there. Um, oh, so, you know how you always want to go to Cape Cod? The because tip. it's the tip. <laughs> well, Maine is basically the tip. Because yeah. Because it's, like, all the all way up, up there. And it's the last one. I think of, like, really cold weather, Canada, kind of. I know it's not Canada, but it's pretty damn Well, earlier you said to me... That there's basically there's nothing in Maine. I mean, it's like there's nothing. There's no I think, people. When I think of Maine, I think of more like rural stuff. I don't really think of like rural. Listen, words are <laughs> words. just words right now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um. So uh. tonight we also watched um two Stephen King movies, considering yeah. the fact that you know he's like the main main guy. Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah, the main, main, yeah. Yeah, we watched Pet Cemetery, the original one. Mm-hmm. And you made fun of it the whole time. It was, <clears throat> I don't know. It was good. I mean, he's always killing little kids though, and I really like the. Uh... Oh my god, he really does kill. He does yeah. kill a lot of kids. And then we also watched The Mist. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a. The ending was sad, but. I mean, I mean, the whole once all of again, it. killing a child. Like, yeah. why do we have to do that? I know that, yeah. like, in life, stuff like that happens. It's like what happened at the end. Like, it's just there's four four bullets and you know five people. <gasps> what if somebody didn't watch it yet, Kevin? That movie's old. Don't ruin it. Don't be a ruiner. All right, fine. I'm well, just saying. Just saying. So, did you? Did you do any reading about Maine? Did you learn anything? Um, wow. I'm a bad... Uh, <laughs> you didn't. Um, sure I did. Because you don't like to contribute. Pop quiz. <laughs> I'm contributing right now. I'm drinking. <laughs> no, you can't just show up and drink. <laughs> I just That's, show up and... I, this is not a I'm bar. like AI. I want to put up 40, you know, and just show up after a long night of drinking. That reminds me. The other day I saw a video, and it was um from 10 years ago like legitimately like on that day 10 years ago of um ellen iverson talking about practice um 
Yeah, there's more to that speech. I know people make fun of him, but there's definitely more to that. I mean, well, just... I only said it because you made I fun know. of him. <laughs> yeah, but I understand like the whole thing. Practice. But he's the only guy I know could while out with partying and then go to a game and then drop like forty points. Like no one could do that. Mm. Pound for pound, he was the best basketball player. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah. did you know that he and I share a birthday? You and AI. Mm-hmm. We have the same birthday. You can't drink at the same time as me. Oh. Because then if you drink, I thought we were just... No, no, no. Know. Because if I'm, like, stopping to take a break yeah. to drink something real quick, and then you take a break, then there's just silence. And I'm sure that a lot of people that are so. listening would enjoy the silence because of our bickering. No, they probably enjoy it. I don't know. I guess when you don't have to be around it all the time, it's enjoyable. Bickering? Everybody's around bickering. Yeah. What did Weston say to you earlier? Don't tell mom. Or if mom asked, say this when you were putting it in bed. I forget what he said. Something about the, I think that was with the, the hat. Um, um, pretty much that he gave me the hat. It's like, it's like a sleeping hat. It's not a Excuse sleeping me. hat. It's a winter hat that you two, for some ungodly known reason, you guys have to have something over your, your, your eyes at all times when the you lights. sleep. The lights. You can't see there's all no, these lights on. There's no on. lights. You're out of control. It's like New York in here. All the damn lights are on. It's funny because, like, I'm not high maintenance at all, and then you go to sleep with a, the, an eye mask on. Do you have cucumbers as well? I would probably eat them. <laughs> well, I guess I can't call you too high maintenance because you, you've you been sleeping in a hole. <laughs> and just to set the record straight, I have not been making him sleep in a hole. He created the hole in our mattress by himself because mm. he just likes to plop down on Why it. Why are we talking about my where I sleep? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that oh. like, it. the conversation led there, okay? Mm. I didn't just start it. It's like when you're talking, like when a comedian's talking, oh. and you're like, oh, how did they, the, where did the original thought was like on going to the laundromat, and then somehow we wound up about like, you know, somewhere else, like giraffes in Africa. Um, so I always wanted a giraffe. Can you actually buy a giraffe? No, you can't buy it. Listen, even if you could buy a giraffe, you I'll can't d- even put your socks in the hamper. How are you going to take care of a giraffe? Well, I would keep them outside. What? Outside and walk where? Them and stuff. Outside where? Right outside. Like we don't right have there. a house. It doesn't matter. You just keep them right outside. You can't keep them outside. That's not. First of all, that's not fair for the giraffe. Second of all, other people would try to hang out with your giraffe, and that would not be cool because... Yeah. We could name him Jeffrey. Wow, you're super original, Toys R Us. Well, it got to be original. It's a giraffe. No, you were not being original. It was being sarcastic. Oh. Anyway. Sarcastic? No. Sour. Wait. No, it's sour. <laughs> sour. <laughs> Why did I say sour? Like I lemons? Oh, yeah. I miss lemons. But also, I don't think I can drink lemons anymore. All right, enough of your bickering. What's the first? I wasn't bickering. <laughs> you're rude. You know, tomorrow is Mother's Day, and you're not even. Oh, uh, Happy nice Mother's day. day. Oh, it oh, is wait. actually it is Mother's Day right now. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. So that's about the nicest thing that I'll get from you um, until next Mother's Day it? when you say it, because when uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> when we wake no up, no one wants in the morning... to hear about this right now. They want to hear about the episode. They want to know about this 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 monster. And otherwise, you're trying to distract me from calling it's you out. It's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> so the main monster. You didn't even let me give my introduction. Oh. Alright. She's going to introduce herself. No, I'm not introducing myself. (laughs) I'm introducing the story. This dolphin. 
So our, it's not a dolphin, Kevin. Stop saying that. <laughs> so our first story tonight is on the main monster, not dolphin. Um, it resembles, and if not identical to, an ich- ichthyosaur. Yeah, ichthyosaur, yeah. It's olive brown and looks like a mix between a dolphin and some sort of reptile. Hmm. It has a fluked tail like a fish and can get as long as 30 feet. They also travel in pods like dolphins. It looks like a dolphin. I'm looking at a picture of it. it yeah, but like look at the teeth and the face. It looks... Do dolphins have that many fins? I don't think they do. Mm. I don't Maybe. think they do. Flippers. They have flippers. Is it the same tor- same thing as pectoral? Oh, um, that has four? What would be... Yeah, so if that monster has four, I think they only have two. One yeah. on each side. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. one's... Not a dolphin. Not a dolphin. Well, or, a descendant. All right. So I, I've, <laughs> I have a theory at the end of this, but okay. we'll wait. Um, in 1973, Bill Newman was fishing off the coast of Swans Island. He described a large brown creature that came out of the water. He mm. believed that it was a shark at first, and he thought it was no big deal, which I would shit my pants. But then he saw a dorsal fin and then two pairs of pectoral fins, as well as the long jaws. Pectoral? Just, yeah. Yeah. Because it's near its chest. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So just as quickly as it came, it vanished and did not resurface. Later that same year, there were snorkelers in the water that witnessed the same creature beneath the waves, and they got quickly to shore because they were terrified and thought that they would be like killed um which you know i totally understand and i'm okay with that because i would also be terrified as well i wonder if they heard about it beforehand though because if they heard about it beforehand that also leads to the possibility of them having seen something and then just assume that it was that Mm. okay um, sightings have been documented throughout various coastal islands in Maine from the 1970s all the way to 1984. Uh, Rosa Connolly was with her husband on a fishing trip. She was alone while her husband was in the cabin and she was staring up out at the ocean. She was taken aback at the sight of an olive brown creature jumping out of the water. Again, the jaws were long, and it had two pairs of pectoral fins, a dorsal fin, and its eyes were completely black. So it was basically a demon dolphin. Right? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At first, she thought that it could have been a dolphin, but it seemed more prehistoric. And then, without warning, 40 of the same creature which I'm sure she counted all 40 of them, started leaping out of the water. She shouted... When somebody says 40, you think it would be about 40, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she got her calculator on and was like... Maybe she was like taking notes. Did they even have a calculator back then? It was 1984, Kevin. Not 1884. And even then, they would have an abacus. Oh, which reminds me that I think Weston's abacus is outside. (laughs) Do you know what an abacus is? Mm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around <laughs> that right now. It's um, <laughs> like it's a one of those counting things that has the beads and you just slide it over. Oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, so. I call it an abacus because it makes me feel. No, it was delivered. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so we have to check for that. Um, 
<laughs> so she shouted for her husband, and he came out, like, just in time. And apparently the creatures were six to ten feet away. They were close enough that Rosa and her husband were drenched from the splashing. The body of one of these creatures apparently came to shore in 1987, like washed ashore. On, and I'm sorry to the Maine to the people, mo- the people from Maine, if I say this wrong, Metanicus Island, where the body of this creature would stay for 30 minutes before being removed by officials. And there were no photographs taken, of course. Why would there be photographs taken? Because it's a government <clears throat> cover-up. That's what it is. It's 87. Maybe they're not thinking about it like that. Oh, yeah. They also didn't have, like, phones <clears throat> so they could just yeah. whip out and be like... What about your <laughs> iPhone in 87? Oh, Kevin, you're so funny. <laughs> you're lucky if they had a beeper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I had one of them. They were awesome. Yeah, I wonder when beepers came out. Oh. So, in... Um, Maybe around them, because late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. I had one in the 90s. The drug dealers love the beepers. You just go to the nearest uh, payphone. Yeah. No one could ever trace you. Just dial down the center. They can trace you. No, but not as easily as cell phones. Ping! You got the pings. Yeah, not as easy, but... All right, so nine years later, there was a claim that a three-foot-long main monster had been caught in a lobster trap. The man who captured it took pictures, but let it go, and he wouldn't share any of the pictures to the public. Rude. Why even bring it up? Oh, I caught this main monster in my lobster trap, but I'm not going to show you. Bet he was lying. Yeah, he was lying. And I hope and he doesn't an like, call us out on it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have pictures, why wouldn't you? I don't know. And it's not like you kept it where it's like, oh, I was keeping it safe. Because you released it back in there. Um, so no one heard much in regards to sightings until 2011 when a woman swore that she saw a 20-foot-long main monster going after a school of fish. And then in 2014, a child was sitting on the shore of Monhegan Island. Monhegan um, Island, huh? Yeah. Sounds nice, right? Where he saw a large brown creature coming out of the water. And then that was apparently the last sighting that, that's happened. Um, so that was six years ago. Well, going to be six years ago. Um, what do you what do you think it could be? Like, what do you think it is a cryptid? Do you think it is a monster? No. What do you think it is? A government experiment? That could be more likely. Um, so, like, especially for the kid that was, like, really far away, because he said that he couldn't really see it well, like, a seal. And I know, like, the hardest part to disprove about that would be the the nose or the mm-hmm. snout. Right. Because seals don't have, like, an elongated, like, jaw like that. Um, but what about also, like, I mean, there's mutant everything. Like, there's deformed everything. What if it's just, like, a specific type of dolphin that's mutated and it just kept being mutated? Like a Ninja Turtle type thing? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. You're saying mutant. I'm thinking my head just went straight to the Ninja Turtles. No, like, you know with all, like, the, the, the um... No, I know what you're saying. The like, toxins in the water and stuff. What if it just, like, started developing into this different creature and adapting? Um... 
But then, what if it's also, like, a dinosaur that actually survived and it's still, like, around, but we just don't see it as often? Yeah. Could be. I mean, it would be kind of weird not to see it. I mean, no one to see it ever. Has to eat sometime. I mean, look him. Has to come up for air sometime. Looks like a dolphin. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it has a blow. This is a drawing, so we can't really (laughs) dissect it too well. But Mm. I don't see a blowhole. Like that's what the reptilian thing, right? Because it has like little holes between its eyes. Why is it looking at us? (laughs) It's definitely talking about it. (laughs) It's definitely looking at us. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. So if you know of any stories about the main monster, feel free to reach out to us and address it properly. Um, the next story we have is the White Lady of Millinocket, Maine. And I love the name Millinocket. Millinocket. I could name like a, a pet. Or like and then call it Millie. Millie. Oh, that's cute. Little Mill. <gasps> no. If we... Well, well No. Not if. When we get a puppy and it is a girl, can we name it Millie? And it'll be funny because then we have Miley. Or just name it Millie, not... Millinocket, yeah. Are you going to be able to, like, say it? Well, if I say it three times, three times a day. (laughs) Will you knock three times? Yeah. Um, so every state, well, most likely, like, almost every state, has a story about a lady in a white dress or the white lady. They are used... Did you just... Are you okay? Yeah, Did I'm you great. just shiver? I'm like Tony the Tiger. Did you just get scared? No. Oh. Should I try to scare you with stories? Yeah, you gotta get in that like scary voice, you know, like... <clears throat> Once upon a time That's in the 1950s. No, 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 don't. Oh. Don't ruin it. That's not... You can't start a story with Once Upon a Time anymore. That's against the rules. Really? Because everybody does that. I never heard of that. Well, it's maybe it's a rule that I just made up. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, so these women are usually associated with an unfaithful husband or a woman in a deep depression who takes the lives of her children. Oh, my God. I know. Awful. Uh, so in the 1950s, there was a newlywed couple that was traveling home from their honeymoon. For no reason, at least no reason that anyone knows to this day... The husband lost control of the vehicle and fell into an embankment near a bridge. Jesus. Yeah. So they were coming back from their honeymoon. Um, some some people say that he was drinking, which would make sense, like if he lost it uncontrollably. Um, and it was also a snowy night, so that probably didn't help. And you know how right. I feel about snowy nights. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Um, and then, let alone... You slipping and sliding, and then you going on a bridge? Yeah, <clears throat> right? Um, no thanks. No, thank you. So the couple was like physically fine, but then the husband went to investigate, like husbands always do, because they're so macho, macho and they have Tough. to prove something. Make you go investigate, yo, go investigate them. No, that's what I have you for. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the noise out there. Go investigate. Yeah. Um, what? It'd be like a sacrificial lamb or something. Like, okay, go do that. You legit are my sacrificial <laughs> lamb. So, um. My fun thing is when you're totally comfortable and I say, did you check the stove? Yeah, I know. That is your thing. Thank you. Yes. Check, 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 and check. And then and then you always say yes. And I'm like, are you sure? 
Does that make me like, second guess myself? Like, and then you're just like, I'll just go check so she doesn't answer me like another yeah. time. As soon as I sit back down, oh, did you check this too? <laughs> Can I have water? Just give me a chart and I'll just start like crossing things off. Like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> We should have like um, a list right before the door, so yeah. that way you can just like look over and yeah. Like, yeah, I checked everything off the list. We're yeah. good to go. Um, yeah. So anyway, he got out to find help, but it was a deserted, d- deserted. Now I want dessert. Um, it was a deserted road, and did you talk about dessert? Oh my god, yes. By the way, I ate most of the ice cream. Yesterday. I know. Did you eat any? No, it was yours for Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really wanted Rocky Road, though. Well, maybe next time. I, so, I tiki barbered on the goal line. Okay, no, I don't understand that. Fumble. Okay, well, I still don't understand it. <laughs> it's a football reference. I know it's football, but I still don't get it's it. It's a 10-year-old reference. When I think of a tiki, I think of the um, the Weeky Tiki in the Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. Okay, shh. Let me finish this sentence. Weeky Tiki, I like that. <laughs> When you're having a hard time finishing that sentence, don't you? Because you keep stopping me, you shit. Um, when he got back, his new bride wasn't there. What? See, you don't even know what's going on because no, no. First, bu- 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 I know, I know exactly what was going on. Don't bub 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 me. <clears throat> they were driving home. It was yeah. 1950. They were driving back from their honeymoon, and he was drinking. Well, they think he was drinking. Well, he was drinking he, before he was driving back. He, he was, was going over the bridge, wrong. and he slipped and slid into a bush or... No, an embankment. An embankment. <laughs> I was close, right? And then he went to go check things out, right? Because he's macho. Because he's a macho man, you know? And then he gets back, and his wife's missing. Now that Bam, he said macho man, it. I want nachos. Oh, my God. With cheese. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God. Okay. Myself. <laughs> All right. So there was no trace of her anywhere. I'm mm. really wondering, like, how much did he look? Did you say look or luck? Look. Look. Like, how much did he actually look for he, her? Knowing, well, back and then, he probably went into the woods, right? But I don't know. So anyway, many papal, papal. People. <laughs> people. Mike. Have claimed to see her wandering around the bridge in her white dress, walking up and down in the area, especially when the weather is bad. There have been stories of people going to the site and turning off their lights during a dense fog, and then when they turned their lights back on, there was a mist covering all of the windows in the car, Mm -hmm. but when they got out, they could see handprints all over it. Of this lady in 1950? Yeah, she said? I don't know. I couldn't hear myself over your cough. No, I wasn't a cough. I was just clearing my throat. Now let me clear my throat. <laughs> Can you stop doing that? Um, I don't know, like, how people in Maine deal with these, like, fogs. Are they, like, are probably, they... That's a, probably a normal thing. I know, but, I like, it gets humid here and I can't... I, I'll start it. thinking about the movie I just watched. The Mist. The it, Fog. No, the it was mist. The Mist. It's, like, the same thing, right? No, there's a different... Oh my god, no, Kevin. There's a different movie called The Fog. But isn't it the same thing? It's no. a bunch of clouds? Nope. Or... Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> now I want to watch The Fog. We just did. That was the mist. What's the difference? <laughs> because one is a fog and one is a mist. Anyway. um, So people say that these, like, 
fogs are like very palpable. Like they're so thick that you could. Okay, so a fog is thicker. I don't know what the difference between a fog and a mist. I'm just trying to look for definition here now. Now you're you're sorry. You're making it so complicated. So if I go to why you gotta make things so complicated? All right, Avril, chill out. (laughs) Mist versus Fog. fog. Getting this live. All right. So a fog is a cloud that reaches ground level, even if that ground is a hilltop or mountain. Mm-hmm. And then a mist forms wherever water droplets are suspended in the air. So a fist is... A fist. A fist. I literally just combined the two. A mist is, like, everywhere. and All then over a fog, the place. Yeah, and then a fog is, like, a certain, like, level. Right. Down. Right. All right, so we're good? You're, are yeah. you happy now? Yeah. Satisfied? Yep. Ding, ding. Smile emoji. Oh my god. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> so, some people say that the woman died and her wedding ring was stolen off her hand. That mm. she came back as a ghost looking for revenge. Urban legends in the area say that if you offer her a necklace, she appears in a benign manner, not looking to hurt anyone at all. Others say that she's looking for her groom. From what I read, um... The car crash can still be seen, which I'm, like, confused about, because why would you keep a car there since 1950? Hold yeah, on, they what? literally, like, in some of the things I was reading, they literally said that the car was still there. Why would the car still be there? I don't know. But it makes me want to go and see. I want to go to a lot of these But things. I also don't want to go on the bridge. Why not? You can go on the bridge. No, thank you. Um... Oh, this is a fun part. So I was looking at like the blogs for these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the blogs because like they have the comment section. Yeah, and people can write like their own experiences if they have them. Right. Um, and then one person apparently got arrested for impersonating her. Like wow. she dressed up in a white dress and was like pretending to be the lady in white and got arrested. Mm. So I wish that I could like talk to this person because I think that would be super fun to say like to just hear like what why you that, did it. Like, not, she probably just did it to like be funny or like to have fun or maybe she was getting her, trying to like get the lady in white to come out. I don't know, but I think it would be fun to like communicate with her and like hear her story. Yeah, it would be cool. Um. So I did actually comment on the thing. Mm-hmm. But it was it was in 2014, so I doubt. She yeah, she probably not didn't see that. So I think my creepiest thing with the story. About six years late. Yeah, just a little bit. I think the creepiest thing about the story. Tiki barbered on the goal line. Why do you have to keep interrupting me? Oh. For reals. Interrupting Kale. Interrupting Kev. Okay. No, that wasn't a good one. <laughs> so the creepiest thing. Um, is that when people say that in the back, like they find her in the back seat of their car, like they just turn around and she's there, um, that would spook me out for sure. Hold on a second. She's in the. If you go there, she can be in the back seat of your car. Yeah, like she just appears in the back seat. What of your time car. of day? I don't night? know. Probably at night. It's always at night. It's always at night. Right. Like three. I literally just said I don't know. Probably at night. It's always at night. You know, most spirits come out of three or two. 
Yeah, they change it all the time. I don't know, I'm just saying. Um, our third story is um, in Portland, Maine. And this is about Joseph Dyer Jr., the man who died and came back to life. Yeah. Don't give me those brows. Um, It was 1885 in Portland, Maine, and everyone was on their toes with a local story that became national news. To this day, no one can truly explain, explain what happened that November. The headlines caught everyone's attention. Resurrected, astounding case of suspended animation, return of Joseph Dyer from the dead. But the story was never verified 100% and was retold by a man named Mr. Martson. Apparently, Joseph Dyer Jr., I want to call him like JD or something just because I feel like it's easier. JD? JD. Um, He was a 20-year-old farmer from Cape Elizabeth. Minding his own business, he was in his wagon crossing the bridge from South Portland when a drunken man frightened his horse, making Dyer fall to the from the wagon, and he hit his head and died. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, Dyer was engaged to a woman named Blanche Edwards, uh, and she was completely shattered by this event, as any loyal fiancé would be. Uh, Blanche and Dyer's parents had a hard time at the funeral, which was only three days after his death. I'm sure they had to, like, do it really fast because they didn't have this, the same stuff. Right, yeah. Um, they watched his casket lower in Evergreen Cemetery, and they said their goodbyes, knowing that they would never see him again. Or would they? So, there's two stories of what comes next, and I'm sure there's, you know, plenty of other stories. It was in 1885, so there's been 135 years in between for the story to change. Um, the first source I read said that Dyer's mother began to have dreams a little over a year after he died. Uh, It doesn't explain what exactly she was dreaming about, but it was enough to convince her that her son wasn't dead. She demanded that her son's grave was dug up and his coffin unearthed in the middle of the night. I'm not sure who did it, but when they opened the coffin, Dyer was not in there. The family went home confused and further convinced that Dyer was among the living. One hour later, he walked through the door to their home. Word was sent to Blanche, and then they were reunited and, I believe, married. Um, So the second source said, Dyer's mother and fiancé received a hint. I'm not sure what the hint was, uh, because it wasn't really explained. But they were told to get rid of dresses and bonnets used for the mourning process, um, as Dyer wasn't dead at all and should be coming back home soon. That would freak me out. Um... (laughs) The women heeded the warning and stopped wearing black. Uh, As the town began to talk suspicious of Dyer's death, it came to the point where his grave was opened, but again, the coffin, like, was empty. So, he wasn't in there and no one could figure out what happened to it. Not seeing a point in having an empty coffin in a grave, his parents took it home with them. Ew. A few days later, Dyer's mother was conversing with neighbors discussing the odd situation when Dyer walked through the door and announced himself. Reunited with his fiancée, he was asked questions that he couldn't provide answers to because he didn't understand, like, what happened or how he got out of the grave. Somewhere, the stories met in the middle. 
Apparently, he had never died. Only mostly. They literally said only mostly died. Only mostly died. He's probably unconscious. Only mostly. Um, A pair of physicians who just so happened to be looking for a fresh corpse to study on a nice Saturday night um, (laughs) dug him up completely like before he died. They didn't know that he was alive right away, so they when they took so they took him home. Um, but then they realized, like, hey, you know, this guy's still living. Uh, and then they nursed him back to health for over a year. Yeah. Damn. Apparently, there's no proof that this happened, and a case of he said she said. Uh, when reporters tried to get the facts of the story, they couldn't find anything about Dyer or his parents. Damn. Yeah. Um, so this makes me think of, like, those bells that were installed in case people were, like, still living. Oh, yeah. Um, that would have been helpful. I wonder... they would have that, right? I don't know, because I don't know when they stopped, like, doing it. Um, who knows? I wonder how long, like, if this story is true, how long he was, like, in there for, like, uh, like, conscious for before he was found. Because they said it was, like, three days after his funeral that he was buried. He's probably, if he got, if he hit his head, he probably was knocked out for a minute. Like. Yeah. I could see being knocked out for a week, if depending upon. A week? Well, maybe not exactly, like, a full seven days. Maybe, like, three to five days. Knocked unconscious? Like, I don't know. I can see maybe 48, 48 hours to be specific. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our last story is the murder and haunting of Sarah Ware. And I did not pick her because Sarah we, we share the same. Don't start that. We share the same name. So when she was 30, Sarah Ware had come from Nova Scotia. To marry a prominent man in Bucksport, Maine, named Edward Ware. She had left everything that she knew behind to, com- to become a wife and mother to three children. One of her children died, but she raised the other two until they were old enough to take care of themselves. And then she divorced her husband. Oh, where are you going? Let's take a little break. Why? Child. Oh, the cat? Child. So, yeah, she stayed until they were old enough to take care of herself, but um, then she divorced her husband because she was unhappy. This was in the late 1800s, and it was not something, you know, that people looked highly upon. Um, And the majority of the time, if not all of the time, women were blamed for their failed marriages despite the fact that her husband was beating her. Um, So she, like, went back to Nova Scotia because she didn't have any... I mean, she had friends, but they were mostly because of her husband um, and because of everything, like, all the negativity surrounding the divorce. Uh, She decided to go back uh, home to her family. But... When she got there, she realized it's not that great now anymore either. Um, so she went back to Maine, which right. I kind of don't really understand because, I, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe t- for the kids, but there she had no support in Maine. 
Like, there was nothing. Right. Um. So. I was surprised she didn't bring the kids with her. Well, they were old enough. Like, they had moved out. I, mm. I think they started their, like, own families and everything. Um, she was alone and broke, and she started to do odd jobs, uh, which was sometimes difficult because even if she did these jobs, she wouldn't always get paid. Now, a woman ranging from 50 to 60 years old, they didn't, that's what it ranged when I was, like, looking up because some people were like, oh, she was 50, oh, she was 52, oh, she was 55, oh, she was 60. Uh, she spoke with her landlord, <laughs> landlord, landlord, nailed it, <laughs> saying that she ha- she would be heading to the general store and she would return within two hours. So she went into town and people saw her. She even went to a man's house named John Bullduck. Um, he had lost his wife. She died. She, and she had been a friend of uh, Sarah's. And she would regularly pop in to see how John was doing. Next, she went to the general store, which was her initial destination to buy a cigar. And then told the owner's wife, Mrs. Fogg that she was going home but she never made it and that's why we're telling this story because if she had it would be a different story you know exactly i didn't see um anything about like a search being conducted or like if her landlord was even concerned about her being missing um i'm assuming that the landlord would wonder what's going on just because that's one of your tenants. It's not like it is now where, you know, they don't even know who we are, like our faces. Like they could walk by us and. And know we don't pay though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, when we pass by our neighbors and stuff now, we're just like putting our heads down. Like, I'll, I'll give you a friendly nod, but that's as, mm-hmm. as much as you're going to get from me. Get one of them. So she never came home, and then her body was found almost a month later, on October 8th. A mile away from her home, on a farm owned by the Miles family, the stench of death drew in two men. They found her body, which was both decomposed and torn apart by animals. There was barely any flesh left. They would not have been able to recognize her if it wasn't for her clothing and her purse. There was a round hole in her forehead, and that was like considered her cause of death um but again they couldn't really figure out much because there wasn't much to work with uh and in addition to the left side of her face was completely like smashed in and her jaw was crushed you know how much force it it takes to do something like that a lot a lot like did you ever see the movie the fugitive Maybe, maybe, probably. So, I I might have dreamed this, but in the movie, because I've only seen it for a really long time, they were like talking about how hard it is to uh, crush a skull, mm-hmm. and how much force it takes, and it, it's like I can't remember the movie really well now. I kind of want to watch it again just to Refresh. see, yeah, just to see what was going on. But like, I, I watched that when I was probably. Seven, I want to say, and that stuck with me, like the fact that you have to really, really be 
be strong to be able to do something and have the proper object to be able to do that. hurt somebody like that. Yeah. Um, so her purse and a serrated knife were near the scene, but it was difficult to confirm if the knife was part of the attack. And here's a picture of the knife, which is the crappiest looking knife ever. That's, it doesn't even look like a knife. Uh, Unless it was chipped off. Like the top. I don't even know if that... I don't know. And I was trying to read like what it said. a homemade knife. I was trying to read what it said. Okay. This knife found when Sarah something something killed. Yeah. So, oh. And this is like an all... I mean, it's all horrible, but this is like this part. Her neck seemed to be broken with her head almost completely separated from her body. In fact, when her body was put on a horse-drawn carriage, her head actually fell off during the ride because it was so bumpy. Yeah. So, professionals came to investigate the case, causing the media to investigate as well, and the news spread across the nation. The first thing that the detectives found was that the, um, the trunk... Sarah kept her earnings in at home were completely gone and there was nothing in the bank. She didn't have a lot, but they they knew that she had something. Um, among her gig jobs in the past, she had been a live-in babysitter and did house cleaning for a man named William Townsend Treworgy. That's him. Um, he had been married twice before and had two daughters. It said that his first wife had died, which they didn't say how, but he had remarried and that also like it ended but in divorce this time uh his daughters were older at the time and no longer needed sarah as a babysitter but she still came by to clean the house um to do you know chores and stuff so that way she could get paid uh williams's house was her last stop to collect her earnings investigators had a theory that he had borrowed a substantial amount of money from sarah if not all of it People had described him as a man who was short-tempered and violent. Should Sarah have demanded her money back, it seems likely that he could have lashed out. But was there any evidence? Dun, dun, dun. I was just about to do that. Really? Yeah. Go ahead. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Those involved in the case found a bloody tarp in a wagon with a hammer underneath. Remember I said that she had in her skull a, like, circle... Uh, the mm. hammer had initials engraved in it. WTT. His name, obviously. Uh, the peg, when measured against the hole in Sarah's skull, matched. Mm. So it's like, he should be done, you know. Uh, William had no explanation, and while it seemed like the case was solved and that he would be put away, that's not exactly what happened. Go figure. In mid-November, the town decided that they did not want to continue and cease payments for the investigation. This meant that William could go free and there would, no be, there would be no justice for Sarah's murder. While the case seemed to have been dropped completely, there were those who were furious that a murderer was free to walk. Um, and they started raising funds to pay the detectives, which came to be $500. Back then, that's a lot. Yeah, back then it was... I don't, um, $15,000. A uh, month later in the spring, a man named Joe Fogg, not to be confused as the husband of her, um, the woman who owns the general store, because they have the same last name. Yeah. Um, 
he stepped up and finally admitted that he was paid by William to dispose of Sarah's body on the farm. Joe recalled the moments of the afternoon. William had reached out to Joe on the side of the road and asked him for help. They got into the carriage, went to William's house, and William grabbed a tarp saying that he would be back. When he did, he was carrying Sarah's body wrapped in the tarp and Joe helped get the body in the wagon. The two men then took the wagon to the farm and dumped the body into the pasture. He was paid $1. Back there, that's a lot. Oh, to move a body? Back then, that's a lot. I don't, I don't think it was that much. What? 20 bucks. <laughs> Maybe he needed it. Maybe. That's stupid, but it's really stupid. Witnesses corroborated the story, saying that they saw two men in a carriage around the area at that time. With Joe's admission and the witnesses, the detectives had enough grounds to arrest William. However, local courts denied the case because the town was so small that they didn't think William would be able to get a fair trial. Um, Especially since those in town were trying to collect money already to keep the investigation going. It took three years before the Hancock Supreme, uh, Hancock County Supreme Court in the city of Ellsworth accepted the case. Unfortunately, because of the time gap, a lot of people that would have been useful or necessary were dead or missing. Of course they were. Convenient. Convenient. The coroner who determined the, her state of death, he was dead. The deputies who found the body, bloody tarp and hammer, all dead. They could no longer use Joe Fogg's testimony because he claimed to have lied the first time due to pressure and threats from those within the community that were trying to build a case. So, not only did they have no living witnesses, the tarp and the hammer were also missing. The only thing they had was a knife, purse, and Sarah's head that had fallen off of her body. Her brother-in-law, George Ware, was actually the undertaker within the town. He had cleaned her skull to save it for evidence, which means that she was buried without her head. Mm. The state could not hold William on the murder of Sarah Ware. Alternate theories of Sarah's death don't involve William at all. Some people say that she was walking home and got caught up in the middle of a brawl and was hit by a bottle. Or maybe Joe Fogg was the one who actually married Sarah and then had the opportunity to earn money as a reward for bringing forth new information, which would be false information. Um, Sarah has been said to haunt Silver Lake. Now, you may be saying, her body wasn't found in a lake, it was found in a farm. Is that what you're thinking? Sure. You weren't thinking about it, were you? <laughs> um, so in the early 1900s, Silver Lake was expanded uh, to assist a local mill. The only problem was the cemetery had to be moved. So where that is now, there was like a cemetery underneath of it. Right. Okay. It's been said that not all of the bodies were actually moved, and some are now trapped under the lake, one of mm. them being a headless Sarah Ware. At least that's what they think. Because it took 100 years for them to bury Sarah's head with her grave that may or may not have her body. Oh my god. Yeah. So Silver Lake is often frequented by those walking on trails and fishing. But many have claimed to see Sarah in the early morning, especially when it's cold and foggy. Dun dun dun. 
Um, this poor woman. I know, right? So, like, she's murdered, first of all. Well, no, okay, first of all, she's ostracized from her, um, what is it called? Community. Right. Right. And then she comes back and, you know, she's basically working dead-end jobs, just trying to make some extra cash. And then she gets stiffed all the time and then she gets murdered and then they can't find her murderer and the person who obviously murdered her gets let go. Now, I want to know where, like, her ex-husband was in all of this. Like, was he one of the townspeople that was, like, trying to get something done? I don't think he was involved, honestly, because it would have brought that up. I don't think he was involved, but I'm saying, like, was he, like, advocating for her at all? Probably not, because he would, like, beat her when they were together. Um, Oh, and then I'm also wondering how many man-made lakes actually had, like, cemeteries underneath of them. Because I read another story that I was going to do. And there was a cemetery there, and they had to move the bodies, but they didn't get them all. And then then they made a, a lake. Mm. His bodies are going to show up. And, like, why? If you're interested in getting to know us, have questions, or would like to share a personal experience or make a suggestion for future podcasts, please reach out to us through email at contactus at findwineandevilspirits.com on Twitter at F-W-E-S podcast, on Instagram at fine wine and evil spirit, all one word. And we're also on Facebook. If you do have a personal experience, we would love to have a recorded conversation, which we can do over the Anchor app. It's a quick download and a painless process. We'd love to get feedback. So if you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes and give us a rating. This helps improve our chances of being heard because obviously we're quality material. Uh, from Pam Oliver. Pam Oliver? I mean, uh, John Oliver. Oh, I, sh- <laughs> I just <laughs> dropped the bomb. This is why your fart pants don't, <laughs> don't work. Dude, I swear to God, if you lift... And it's true. Everything about lift, it is true. What? You just minding your business, swimming, having a good time, and this dolphin comes up and starts molesting you. <laughs> <laughs> starts humping your leg. <laughs> Listen, if you're that close to a dolphin, that's your fault. That's your problem. They do good things, too. It's just that one thing that just sticks out.